ManaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. All right, so this is Michael J. Flores. I'm standing on Waverly and Gay, the, the traditional home of the Top 8 Magic podcast. There's no BDM, because I, I, I don't know, I guess like one episode of BDM back is enough for BDM. Uh, but instead I have special guest stars, Miles Rodriguez. Hey, what's up, hello? And also Matt Ferrando. These oh. guys are, Matt Ferrando's got like carrots or something in his mouth right now. He's like a bunny. It's a muffin. It's made, it's made of carrots. There are some carrots. <laughs> there are some carrots. So these guys are coming off of the Star City Games Invitational in Somerset, New Jersey, which ended yesterday. Mm-hmm. Matt did awesome in Standard. I was a blistering fire cat in Standard, but then I was a Siege Mastodon in Modern. What's a Siege Mastodon? Three, it's a three, three five. five. Yeah. <laughs> so you needed to be like a, like a what's a five three? Like a, a Viachino. A massive ghouls. Yeah. Via Chino's cutter or something. No, massive ghouls from Future Sight. Was that then, Dash guy? Uh, that came out with his black 5-3, 3 mana 5-3, dash. Middle of sword. Yeah. No, you're not allowed to have text if there's ones without text. Damn. All right, so apparently there's some sort of naming of cards, power, and toughness rule that I didn't I didn't know about. <laughs> really? You didn't? No, but these guys are professional game designers, so what do I know? And Miles obviously did super awesome. He came up with his, your first Invitational top mm-hmm. eight, right? So first made Invitational t- too, right? Yep. Uh, played... Uh, a combination of Thermo Alchemist in Standard, only Thermo Alchemist in the top eight, and uh, Naya Burn in Modern. Seems awesome. It's probably set the world on fire, basically. Yeah, so... We're Saint uh, Xavier. For the top eight uh, profiles, they asked me which archetypes did you play, yeah. and I put uh, Incendiary Flow, and uh, what's, the, what's the guy's name? Nick with the red hair. He does commentary for Slice City Games. Um, he has Nick glasses. Miller? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was not amused by that joke. Uh, have you read the flavor text for uh, Incendiary Flow? No. So Gideon asks Chandra, so what's the plan? And there's, like, things in, going on, and Chandra, yeah. you know, with her fire around, she, she, and the quote is, are you serious? Yeah. Chandra has one mode. <laughs> Let's burn things. Nick Miller did not like that. Wow, that's a great answer. I thought so. But so here's a question. Do you guys know anything about the Eldrazi story or no? Uh, like... Uh, like the past couple like of sets. Like what's happening now? Yeah, like with the gay like, watch and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah I, I've a read it. Bit more all right, so here's a question. So they're like, you know, they have this like whole like Justice League team that they're making, and like they're <laughs> like, don't, yeah, don't like, tell Mero that. Do, 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 <laughs> just like don't tell them Justice League. <laughs> do, 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 do. And so like I don't know, the Eldrazi commit all kinds of magic, the Gathering against them. They're all yeah. and then their solution is just Chandra just burns them, right? Like, yeah, Because yeah, yeah, yeah. mines. But then how come when Emrakul comes, Chandra can't just run it back? Like, she was, she was powerful enough to take out an indestructible 11-11. Do you want and actual a, lore? I, I'm not sure. I, I, have I, have I, I opened the, the wrong door? <laughs> I have read the articles. All right, just bring it, bring it quickly. All right, Nissa's like, hey, let's do this again. And so this is, like, the ley lines and the magic, and she's, like, channel. She's a channel part of the channel fireball combo oh, right. in vintage. Oh, that's sweet. And then this is like, oh, let's do this. And then uh, the Innistrad ground. Yeah. Uh, it's a little prickly. And the intro ground is like, yeah, and uh, Nissa can't do it. So Chandra's like, I want a fireball. And Shrad said, no, thank you. And that's why she can't do it as per the story lore. Oh, so Nissa lame. can't make the channel so Chandra can fireball? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's super lame. 
Yeah. But like because the ground is all filthy with yeah, it's with, all like, dead with like zombie. Yeah, like they buried like too many dead werewolves in it. Or yeah, something. It, it was just. Bleh. So then they're instead so zombies can beat like a thirteen thirteen. There are enough of them. Yeah, it you, doesn't even happen. Like in the real world, the the fifteen fifteen or whatever flies over the zombies. They're all annihilated. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. Then you it just, has trampled too. Yeah. So even yeah. flying zombies don't stop you it. You just you just take it. Yep. Uh, no, thank you, Liliana. So, um, did you guys like your deck list? So what did you play in, in Modern? I Bad played Merfolk, but it was mostly because I had all the cards for it. Mm-hmm. That's why I played Burn, right? Yeah. So I was going to play... I was Burn gonna is play. just great. Like, I thought about getting uh, playing Affinity, but I was just really just too lazy to ask anyone for an Affinity deck. Yeah, I just needed two Ancestral Vision to play, like, you know, Blue Moon or whatever, but mm-hmm. then I was just like, oh, but I own all the burn cards, so I yeah. just played burn, and it turned out fine. Yeah. Also turned That's out great. fine for Miles. So, uh, here's a question. If you're playing against burn, you're playing Merfolk, do you leave in Spreading Seas? Um, That's a good question. I played against... I did play against burn. Yeah. And I believe... So... Damn it. Uh, I did play against Merfolk. You don't know the answer to this question? No, I accidentally started seeing this guy walk up and he just started peeing on the street. <laughs> He's right behind us. Oh, nice. Oh, great. I think New I'm going to resituate myself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> just so Waverly and gay, everyone. This is mm-hmm. important. This is this is New York history right However, here. like, super beautiful women walk by this, yes. this this corner all the time. So Marshall Sutcliffe did the podcast with uh, me and Brian once. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Like, we're sitting on the Joe benches, which are currently occupied. And he looked up and he's just like, you guys aren't kidding with your podcast. <laughs> but no, we're not kidding. Like, every minute or so, like, three yeah. beautiful women will just walk. Uh, and d- all different kinds. <laughs> Whatever color, shape, hair color, hair quality. You know, yeah. you like it kinky. You like it curly. You like it straight. You like it whatever. They got it. You like whatever body types. You like, they got it here, right? Lots of clothes, no clothes. Doesn't matter. Doesn't right matter. Here. Time here. It's right here. Waverly and Gay. I like it. <laughs> Do you remember Old Neutral Ground by FIT? Yeah, I remember. Yeah, back in the day, uh, you know, the young crowd, Matt Frando, Calcano, Davon Williams, if you remember him, you, we used to draft that Dunkin' Donuts, and every so often, the FIT girls would in, and Davon Williams, being the grown man that he is, you know, in the middle of a draft, yeah. he sees the women, and he just covers the magic cards up. He's like, shh, shh. Uh, One time he threw, like, a whole bunch of cards on the floor in the middle of, like, a cold really? snap draft. Davon Williams enjoys his women. You know? But the, you, she could, he could teach them about Magic the Gathering. They would probably be enthralled. Think about how mainstream <laughs> the Khaleesi is, right? Yes. Maybe they were coming from a screening of Return of the King. You don't know. Maybe they like all the, all dragons, wizards, sword this is fighting. Like 2007. Yeah. You know? It could have been, man. It could have been. They might have all been Aragorn fans. Maybe they love Legolas. <laughs> Trust me, Legolas says okay. <laughs> that guy is all right. He, he married a Victoria's Secret model, I think. <laughs> That's great. So uh, your question about burn. And, and versus the spreading seeds. Yeah, yeah, the spreading seeds. So I think I poured out some number of them. One we or only two, have just three, right? I have four. Yeah. Uh, I poured out one to two just because, you know, they are too slow sometimes. I mean, I'm more likely to leave three in on the play because I'm on the play and being able to stop, uh, being able to, like, nerf a red source on turn one is actually kind of reasonable because it keeps you off of Helix, Boros, Charm, and Tarkus commands are like the sequences where you Actual everything, to, if uh, yeah. you think about the list. Yeah, like, so yeah. I can cast it, uh, my island with... I can use my island for Rift Bolt, right? Yeah. You can use it, actually... The thing that's subtle that the Merfolk players don't always get is if they give you an island, they're just guaranteeing you can pay for Curse Catchers and stuff like that because you can... 
It, it's actually, yeah. it's interesting. It's basically Stone Rain Cantrip because you have no colorless mana sources other than, uh, mana costs other than Rift Bolts. Yes. Mm-hmm. At least in the main deck. Mm-hmm. But I actually think it's kind of bad, but it's, it's good bad because against a deck with Eidolon of the Great Rebel, it seems atrocious to me because you're basically just taxing yourself to life yeah. for nothing. But at the same time, Eidolon of the Great Rebel is like at its weakest, I think, against Merfolk because, because they have because they have Vile. So like it's this weird game where where if you have Vile then then Eidolon's bad, but if you don't have Vile then Spreading Seeds is really bad. That's like But I think that's well, true for most of modern. Like against certain decks, not all your cards line up perfectly against the but other. You decks. can decide what cards you want to come to battle with, right? Like if that's I'm true. like if I'm playing against Merfolk, I'm not gonna have a Tarkus command in my deck because hey, I'm never gonna win a fight anyway, right? Yeah. They're all lords. And I just don't want to have the other because, but that takes actually can go beat down. So I actually don't want to have to search for the green if I don't want. Yes. To, right. So uh, I don't know. Just just wondering. I wonder how because that's the thing I really think about. Like, one is of, it right to have that card in your deck against burn if you're Murphy yeah. and vice so, versa? One of the reasons I choose to leave it in is because the card that actually matters when you're on the play is Master of Waves because you that matchup so you are like pre sideboarded against burn. You have like eight cards against burn main deck, right? I had. One Spellskite and one Kiramine. No, but what about, don't you have Master of Waves and also the UU guy that taps down red and green creatures? Uh, yeah, I had two of those in one of my Yeah, party. you have like infinity anti-red cards. <laughs> but the thing that is... That guy is so good against Eidolon. Oh my god, yeah. it's disgusting <laughs> actually. Like, like Eidolon's already at his weakest. He's alright sometimes, but he's yeah. at his weakest in this match. And you're just like, I'm actually just gonna tap him down. You can continue to take damage. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll attack you with my 1-1. One one. Oh, it's disgusting. It is. But I played against Merfolk, and it didn't seem awful against my opponent. My opponent seemed pretty uh, competent, too. I think his name was James. And uh, it, it's just, it's all about, like, how much burn I have sometimes. I think if your cards line up and you're the burn side, they have no chance. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, they have super, no chance. Yeah. Like, Searing Blaze yeah. is super important. Like, you have, like, Searing Blaze, Searing Blood, right? Like, yeah. I mean, but they can put a clock back on you and disrupt you, too, you know? Yeah, but, but they don't have your removal. So you can just uh-huh. go, like... I mean, they have the guy who taps things down, right? But if you just go, like, Swift Spear, and then, or, like, Grim Lava Mancer, yeah. and then you just go, like, Searing, Searing, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. one mana, two mana Burn Clothes, they can't even keep up, right? Yeah. They're just, like, just mono dead. I agree. Like, uh, they're but gonna it's not, die and take damage. But it's not super-duper free. Like, sometimes they just chain Lords or whatever, and you just kind of stare, and you're racing. It, it depends. If they don't have Vile, like, yeah. they're spending, like, one mana versus two mana or three mana versus mm-hmm. two mana and you're just like yeah you're just destroying them while they're taking three it's yeah. it's i don't know i i, I agree i would not be unhappy getting paired against that yeah. matchup every round if i had my like, like there are way worse things like like death shadow like i feel like i'm at a huge advantage against the average death shadow player yeah but if they're on the play and my death shadow opponent's good right like it's brad nelson yeah. like and he's on the play i I put myself maximum 45% to win, but if I'm on the play and I'm playing against like random player, I put myself like 75%. Yeah, I I mostly only like burn against most of the metagame. Um, Sometimes your opponent just kind of stumbles and modern's very punishing for that. It's, the thing is so compressed, right? It's like, like the games are all like, maybe not over over, but like de facto over on turn three. Yeah, you effectively eliminate your opponent. Yeah, like, and even like Death Shadow matchup where like, I I played like my top eight match in my PBTQ against Zoo Mm -hmm. and like, there was a spot, and he was at, like, 8 life, and I was at, like, 13 life, and he yeah. couldn't make any more plays. Yeah, he was... Like, like, like I had an idol on him play, and he and he knew that I had a... And he knew that I had a... a, a 
what's the name of it? This deflecting palm? Yeah. He's just like, well, I can't really cast any cards out of my hand, and I can't attack you, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to block. Right? And like, <laughs> so what you're saying is the red deck is basically a prison deck. Yeah, it's it's a prison deck yeah. against against uh, against Zua oftentimes, because like because it's weird because the game's not over, right? Yeah. But they can't do anything. Like they can't cast any, like, especially these decks that are like either like full of street rates or full of of uh, burning tree emissaries. Yeah. Right. Like, what decks are full of burning tree emissaries? There's oh, a whacker, a whacker, right? Yeah. There's like the yeah. There's the pushwhacker, burning tree emissary, rancor deck. Oh. You never play that? I. It's exactly what you're imagining right now. (laughs) I know of it, but I feel like I haven't heard about it since, like, I haven't heard about it in a year and a half. It's a solid tier two list. I think JCB won a won a PTQ with it last year. Actual last year, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, but you know they actually have an out. They have Core Clan Rampager. My opponent actually, when we were in this lock position. Like, I had to, like, think really hard if I was going to block or not. Because yeah. if Gorkland rampages me, it yeah. doesn't trigger anything, and I'm just going to take, like, 11, Million. and I'm dead. Right? So... And he'll rampage you. Uh, but then, like, he actually hard-cast Gorkland Rampager, because the only thing he could do, because he doesn't take any damage for casting it, yeah. he's just, like, try to block. He's just like, ah, oh, I'm just going to push uh, yeah. all my guys in and see what happens here. <laughs> <laughs> for the best. Burn deck is, like, a prison deck. So... Um, um, I think the burn deck gets a, a kind of bad rap in that you know people see it as a linear aggro deck, which it is, but it, it is most certainly the fun police. If you can't abide by the fun police, you're just going to have a bad time. You know, you have to play fair, and you have to play fair by turn four. Otherwise, you're just going to get something. So, this is what I think about the deck. First of all, modern is super compressed, right? Even if the games aren't like actually over, mm-hmm. like turn three, four, like. Unless, like, some crazy thing happens, like somebody takes infinite damage the next yeah. turn or gains infinite life or something, you pretty much know who's going to win the game, right? Yeah. Right? So, or, like, you need to chain, like, you need them to stumble and you draw three siege rhinos or something like that, you'll get out of it. Then, you have right? to hope variants yeah, of but, like, uh, gods come in and, and interject. And your land has to come into play untapped and you can't take a point for it, right? <laughs> like, all these things have to happen. Right? So, but that happens sometimes. But the thing is, the format's super compressed. So, like, you make these plays and they're like, all right, I'm going to make however many plays in the first three turns. You could choose a deck that can make one play in three turns, yeah. or you could choose a deck that makes six plays in three turns, right? Yeah. Literally six times as many cards get cast as the opponent. What One of these <laughs> decks are not like the other. Yeah, so, like, I, I don't know, maybe my cards stink. Like, maybe all I did was suspend a Rift Bolt and cast a 1-1 one, one for one. Yeah. But, like, you, but did, you did something. You did nothing, yeah. right? Like, you know, I, that's what I think is powerful. And the other thing is, like, games are so compressed, so... If you have cards that cost four or God five, yeah, what are you doing with your life? Have cards that cost five. What are you doing with your life? Just over. Yeah. <laughs> I have a question for you, Miles. I only got to see some of your game five and parts of, in the top eight. Yeah, in the top eight and parts of your previous games. Yeah. Uh, did you notice that Brad was taking that same line in game five as he was in the other games he was on the draw? Where he was putting his lands in where the Where he was going slow? He was being really conservative with his life. Yeah. Well, I think you have to do that on the draw. Yeah. So, yeah, if you notice that, do you think you should have mulliganed your opening hand? Because I don't, because you definitely didn't have any one drops in it. It was four lands, yeah. three spells. So that's already a mulligan of six. So here's my thing about that. Uh, I played against Brad in the modern portion of Swiss, mm-hmm. and he caught me by surprise with a turn one Inquisition of Kozilek, yeah. followed by a second Inquisition. Inquisition of like later. So if I'm expecting some amount of hand disruption, I think I want as many cards as possible. But also, that specific hand punishes Brad for 
that game plan of going all in with the creatures and dealing damage to himself. So I assumed, based off the sideboard, that he would bring in some amount of Inquisitions. He definitely bring it, would bring in Tarmogoyf. And, and Mandrills, right? And he, he slow plays the... I think yeah. he brings in the Mandrills. Um, it depends if he wants to combo or not, because the, uh, having uh, plus six plus six makes the Mandrills worse, right? And vice versa. Well, here's the thing, though. The Pokemon Ments and the Mandrills, their Pokemon primary uh, functions are to be threats that can get around Eidolon. Yeah, so uh, what I was thinking... But both of them keep, are good because of that, right? It's yeah, easy for him to get cards in graveyard. I think you just have all... I think you just play all of them. Yeah, so my thinking with keeping that hand was I didn't want to interact with his potentially big creatures, and if I keep drawing these... Uh, if I don't draw a whole bunch of lands, then I punish him for wanting his plan A, but I also don't want to interact with his plan B of having creatures. I, I think that if he actually inquisitioned you in a previous game, mm -hmm. then, like... You absolutely should not mulligan that yeah. hand, right? Like he's so far behind. Like if Brad draws, like, because his deck also has Thoughtseize, right? Well, I think he, he probably sides in some amount of Thoughtseize for Inquis Inquisition. So I think he boards out his Thoughtseizes and his Gitaxian probes because well, he can't even cast Gitaxian probe, right? Well, yeah. Also because if you idle on, it costs four instead Ooh. of two. Yeah. So I think that's those are the cards that he boards out, yeah. and then he brings in just like thick creatures and. But the thing is, think about how much worse his Hooting Mandrills and Tarmogoyf at all get if he's if he's taking that line of I like mean, siding out pay, all the velocity. You can still pay mana for mutagenic growth. You can still uh, cycle Street Wraith. So that's actually what I was saying on on Facebook, which is I don't like Searing Blood at all in this matchup because yeah. like if you get caught by mutagenic growth when you're trying to Searing Blood, even if they're tapped out, it's horrendous for you. It is horrendous, but mutagenic growth is pretty horrendous for me in any situation. But what I liked about the Searing Blazes... No, Searing Blaze is fine. Searing yeah. Blood is the yeah, one no, I like. Yeah, no, I didn't bring a Searing oh, Blood. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, Searing Blood is poopy, because the difference between two and three is huge. Yeah, one of them kills a McCattle, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I love... Uh, I like Searing Blaze on the play. I think I would always have Blazes in. Yeah. I'm not sure. Uh, because, like, there's so many cards that I don't like, like a Tarkus Command in particular. Yeah. This card just is basically nothing. Did you it, leave those in or It's no? three. Hmm? Uh, I kept... But the, it cost... There are a lot of ways you can do three that don't cost you at least two life and yeah, a second mana. That's yeah. the thing. In retrospect, I definitely think uh, the Atarkis commands are easy cuts. Mm -hmm. But the thing that, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, that our decks don't always line up uh, how we think they do. So if I draw a creature-heavy portion of burn, Atarkis command, sometimes does six damage. And six damage is significantly more than the four damage that Boros Charm would give us, right? Yeah, We're but I think Boros Charm is the second worst card. Yeah. Right, so. so I think uh, those cards are probably the least desirable. But also think about if he doesn't draw the Nakatos or the Seplings. Like, Searing Blood, uh, Blaze is going to stay in my hand, and I have to wait until I have a target. But here's the thing, though. Like, I, I want to match against, against Death Shadows this yeah. way. You can just, like, get him for three. Like, it's just a lightning bolt, right? Yeah. Like, even if, it's, even if it doesn't kill the creature, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's the same. It's, it's the same as a, a Tarkus command, kind of. Like yeah. it, and it, its upside is amazing. Yeah. Um, but if we're just looking at... Like, all of our two mana spells deal relatively the same amount well, of damage, Almost all right? the cards in the deck do the same yeah. thing. That's like so we're <laughs> just looking for our uh, utility here. Yeah. And, you know, the Flecking Palm, uh, at worst, is probably, like, a, glorif uh, or, or a glorified uh, Lightning Helix. Well, I think that card is, like, unbelievably uh, good. It's, it's, it's really good it's if at you get it. It's a, in that matchup, I think it's at least a Deflecting Palm. 
right? <laughs> deflecting bombs deflecting at least are not deflecting, deflecting bombs. bombs. Uh, yeah. Boros charm. Because you hit an Akadol. I mean, it's, it's closer to like Akadol, Lightning, Lightning Helix. Yeah. Uh, Did Brad play Gorkine Rampager? No, right? No. No, 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 no. no. But uh, against the Step Links, Boros Charm. Yeah. But Deflecting Death Palm Shadow. is reactive where some other spells are pro. I don't think Boros Charm is the second worst card. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I was telling Moss, I thought. I don't know. I, I would have decided out those seven. They're leaving in one, one Boros Charm for Paths, Deflecting Palms, and. Helixes. Yeah, I like that. I think I can't. You can side out the last Boros Charm, but for what? Like, side in a Blood? I mean, I, I think that I'd rather have one Boros Charm than one Blood. Yeah. Uh, but really, doesn't always do anything. Like, you, you need them to not have mutagenic growth and to not be not be aggressive with their mana. Yeah. At the same, it just doesn't do anything. Like, it might not even get a step links. That's the. Yeah. Nope. So. Yeah, I don't... Like, if they just leave up a fetch land, they have a fetch land to play, they cast a step link, you can't even blood it, right? It's like... <laughs> yeah, I'm not a fan of it. I mean, I don't know. Like, how often do you think someone takes that line with the step links against the burn deck? Like, you don't think they crack it immediately for, like, extra points of damage? Or do they just, like, leave it in play, hoping that at some point... I mean... They will draw the step links? I've played against a high amount of variability playing against death, of skill level opponents yeah. playing Death Shadow Zoo. And I think the average player, the average Pro Tour quality player who I've played against with this deck will be defeated by the A-plan of the burn deck. However, thoughtful players actually have really, really value-laden ways to play mm -hmm. that are, like they will like, you know, if they're just satisfied playing a slower game, like, I, I don't think that you're in a very good position if your opponent's game plan is just to go Tarmogoyf Mandrels against you, mm -hmm. right? Like, you don't have that many guys. You're not good at racing multiple 4-4s. Like, that, that's their line. Like, I mean, look, it, and the cattle's much worse, obviously, right? Yeah. Death Shadow's, like, sometimes amazing, sometimes horrendous. <laughs> but, like, if they just go, like, you know, first turn Inquisition you, like, second turn Tarmogoyf, you can't kill it, like, based on, like, yeah. your hand. Like, like, if you yeah, they become jumped. Yeah, like, all right. This stinks. At least they don't have two copies of this. Because that's yeah. the only way you are ever lose to Jundrabs in is they'd go, like, back-to-back -back Tarmogoyfs into a, into a good four-drop. Yeah. yeah. But it, they could just do that and then just go Mandrels. And then you're like, I guess one's big and one's small. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of stare at my opponent and like, just hope for the but, best. Yeah, it's, 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 it's tough, I think. I don't tough. know. Uh, but I, I, as a whole, I like Burn... Uh, where it is in the format, uh, what I said earlier, you know, some they're, they're, they're the fun police, and you have to work around them whether you like it or not. So, who, uh, but who, what, what, what all decks did you play against? I think modern is the most important format to talk about at amateur level Magic right yeah. now because it's actually the PPTQ format. It's it is the PPTQ format. It's also just the most diverse. Mm -hmm. So, what, what did you guys play against? So you played against? Oh, uh, you're, you're looking at your notes. Oh yeah, yeah I wrote notes. Uh, I'm terrible at remembering yeah. things. Oh. So for modern, I ran into Banteldrazi, Abzan Combo, Grixis Delver. So what is Abzan Combo? Uh, the Infinite Life game with uh, Anafenza, Kitchen Fings, oh, yeah. Sacks and stuff. Uh, uh, played against Murpho, Green Retron, Jund, uh, Bred with Suicide Zoo, Banteldrazi again. All right, so does Vansal Drossi, did you beat that one? I beat them twice. That's a hard matchup, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's a lot closer than uh, I thought it would be. Oh, I would not be confident playing that matchup. No. Like, sometimes they have, like, Burnt and Forge Tender. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's... <laughs> I have been known to throw Burnt and Forge Tenders across the room. But, like, I don't even you know, know what line was, you take uh, if there's a Forge Tender in play. You look I at thought your it was Core Firewalker. Yeah, uh, no, no, I've ripped up Core Firewalkers. Okay. I mean... 
like Core Firewalker is kind of ambitious to cast. That's the thing. <laughs> but like Force Center's yeah. just in play. It, first of all, that might just be like six life because <laughs> it just blocks. You, all the it things. just blocks, right? And then like and you're just like, all right, all in counter, you're all in, right? Yeah, 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 it's yeah. it's so bad. Uh, both of my uh, Banthaldrazi opponents were very competent. Uh, against one of them, I got lucky where they missed the land drop. I killed one of their birds with Searing Blaze, yeah. and uh, they were they had four lands, and uh, he needed to top deck a fifth land to cast his second Reality Smasher. Are you, are you playing against a Reality Smasher? Yeah, right yeah, yeah. Also, they have like five five haste. Yeah, thought with Resilience Trample for five. Yeah, like it, it, and it, but it only costs like three in their deck. Like it's it's it, it's rough, you know. Thought Not Seer is huge, you know. Four is very different than three. Yeah, can't like, kill that guy with Searing Blaze. We haven't been able to that guy at all. The other thing is those guys look like artifacts. So if you get confused, you might side in <laughs> Destructive Reverse. Oh, but it doesn't actually kill them. All I'm yeah. hearing is that I accidentally boarded in a Destructive Reverse against a Thought Nazi. I've never done that. Then why would you even some say that? Nice, if you like I feel borders, like if you look like at a matter Shaper, it looks right like an artifact. Am I right? You like a Mirrodin artifact? Yeah, it does. It looks like one. I'm not saying I ever did this. No. But I'm saying some people have. Uh, speaking of destructive revelry, I never had to bring it in. I never sided it in in two tournaments either. I didn't see a single affinity. No I didn't see a single affinity. Well, you know where you really want it is against Adenalzion, uh, right? Because they yeah, have. Yeah, you can kill Phyrexian. I did. Yeah, see... so that is the main thing. Or you could just time walk them, right? They go Prism on the second turn. Mm -hmm. yeah. Just like get in for three that yeah. turn. I actually played against an Adenalzion opponent, and in game three, I realized that I just have. A ton of cards that are just terrible, so I boarded in all my Hercules recalls against them. <laughs> and I still lost, but <laughs> the Hercules recalls were very relevant at getting rid of the Pentad Prisms because he had uh, three of his lands were gemstone mines. Yeah, that's what happens and with so that And so he was like slowly stone raining him. He was like, he was very smart about budgeting the counters on the gemstone mines. So nice. here's the thing about what you, number one, that deck often has four Leyline of Whatever sanctity, sanctity. The, yeah. So it's just incredibly see. difficult to beat, like in a fair fight. Mm -hmm. So you you might want to have destructive uh, revelry against that. Yeah. And separately, if you're playing Merfolk, like the only good matchup you have is combo. Like, <laughs> I can't believe you still lost. Uh, I actually uh, before the tournament started, I trimmed down on disruption to assume that I was beating. So you're just playing Stompy deck. I feel I felt like I was going to be playing against uh, decks that are slightly more fair. And, and dredge, dredge is not fair. Wait, so people yeah. like so? What is this whole dredge thing? Like, this deck has been known. Like, it's not like it's a new deck. Like, everyone's talking about it like it had just come out. First of all, it had won the classic the week before. <laughs> I I won my PPTQ. It's not like everyone's like, yeah. oh my god, the new dredge deck that came out. Literally won the classic the week that Osip won in Baltimore. Yeah, well, that's just and like, plus it was played at Worlds. That's just like how things work in modern. Like every time, people like not a no, new deck. No, no decks, to take. Yeah, decks don't become eliminated. They just like as the metagame slowly starts to shift. Like one deck rises to the top, and some people thought it would be Dredge. I think what's also important to remember, especially at the amateur level, where if your modern deck costs one. Uh, one one K plus, like you're you're kind of stuck there for a while, and you don't want to let go of that deck for a while, probably. Unless like unless you're a baller, and you just have all the decks, right? I mean, I guess like even my standard decks all cost like six hundred dollars, right? Like it's annoying. I think that's about unless you're playing blue red uh, right Thermal Alchemist. Unless unless some deck costs like, maybe no, but, fifty dollars. Well, I mean, like I just made Crush, right? Mm -hmm. And I owned most of the cards already. Yeah. But I still needed to invest in a bunch of cards that I didn't own. Yeah, like. uh, but standard is a little cheaper, right? 
Well, so do you guys think Dredge is a good deck? Uh, in modern? Yeah. I think it's kind of poopy, personally. <sighs> Can it beat the fun police of burn? Yes. I mean, first of all, okay. what's that guy's name? The the red guy that you sacrifice to discard? Neonate. He's not Greater even good Gargion. against he's not even good against Searing Blaze. Like people like try to like sacrifice in response, they still take three. But the thing is if you They you, can sacrifice while not giving your priority. If you had, I mean, if you cast it, first, if you right? just ca if you cast your card, right? Yeah. The, like, I think a lot of the time those guys want to get in for a point. Like half the time when I'm watching Dredge on camera, these guys are attacking for one. Get him. Right. Like get they're em. just like they're like, all right, my deck. It's not vintage, right? They don't yeah. have bizarre or something. Like they actually need to. Sometimes they need to drop to eight or something to get their cards in their graveyard to, to catalyze. That's one. And then separately, if you just know their cyborg strategy is Nas, like, yeah. just, like, go to six skull cracks and, like, a target spell. I don't even know how they're supposed to win. Like, like are, they just have these garbage creatures that, like, actually they spend mana, including City of Brass, yeah. to get into play, and then you're just, like, they're, like, who's going to bite? Like, are you going to cast your stupid Gnaw? Is this just sit there all game? Just sit there. I'm fine there. if we just never cast the Gnaw. Like, I'll just get you for two a turn. Like, it, it, the slow burn. It's fine. <laughs> right? Like, just getting in for it with a 2 2 for one, and they're just like not drawing a land because their deck doesn't have any. <laughs> Keep revealing a narco or something. It's just. That deck has, I think, 21 lands. I'm, just, yes. I'm exaggerating a little bit. I feel like uh, you shouldn't be exaggerating at all. All right. So, all I'm saying is, I think that deck is not as good as the hype. That is my opinion, and it seems super complicated I for not it, that much payoff. I in think my opinion. It, I'm inclined to agree. It found a window, and people thought it could still be relevant. I mean, people definitely did play it in the Invitational. I don't know how well they did. I didn't see it. What people just don't respect Burn? Like, I feel yeah. like this is a deck that like is pretty obvious, but nobody ever talks about it being one of the best decks ever. I mean, yeah, even in articles, uh, I, I I spoke about this with uh, our good friend Anthony Conte not too long ago. About nobody ever talks about mountains, but meanwhile, like blue red alchemist is a thing in standard, and you know people have I think spoken it's one about of the that. Best obviously, decks in standard. Uh, we could talk uh, about that, uh, but even burn. You don't like you know there there are nuances. I don't think it's the best deck in standard. I don't think it's the best deck in standard. It's I definitely tier it's one. One of the best decks in standard. I think there are exactly three decks you can play in standard right now. Really? Yeah. John, I think, I think Teamer, that is one of them. and uh, no, and Bant. I think Bant, blue red, and black green delirium. I think those are the only decks you can play. Wait, and first of all, I think personally, I think Jund is the hands down best deck in standard. I don't even think it's that good. I think it, it destroys Bant, among other things. I no. <laughs> I mean, if all you need to do is interact with their turn three play, so they can't play a Mindbender. They're no, just, the correct yeah. line that they take is just to remove all your creatures. They slow play you, destroy all your creatures, and then I mean, cast a threat late. Ground, you can just grind them out with your own collected companies and misses and tireless trackers. Like you're never actually down cards. Like you're, if you're smart enough playing the Bant deck, you can essentially have all of the removal be favored. Like I, anytime someone has cast a language against me, I've never felt like I was super far behind, unless it was Steve Rubin because he was playing black green and he cast language and I lost. Like I feel yeah. like their, I feel like their correct line is to just go like, like to milk you into like dropping your spell quellers, and then like just like just get very very not flashy two-for-ones with Kozilex return, and then just wait until they can get you super big later. But the thing is, you can't have, like, 
flashy Coastal X returns. No, they don't want to get a flashy Coastal X return. Yeah. Just like milk you, like just get like a time. one for one or a, a crappy two for one. I, like, I will take one for ones. But the, I, all I want to do in that matchup is develop my mana to a point where I think I can turn the corner, hold spell color, spell language, and just have the game. But I, I mean, if I'm playing, this is the, the the way that I look at it. It's just like make sure that I have fiery impulses either to get you with a big spell queller advantage later, or to take out your duskwatch recruiter so you can't so you can't beat me in a fair axis, and then just like live long enough to cast Ishkana, and then like you can't spell queller Ishkana. You have to actually fairly beat my Ishkana, which is the only deck in standard that can actually drain you. I was actually unfairly beating Ishkana with uh, Elder Deep Fiend in my ban list. Oh, but you cited an Elder Deep Fiend. No, you didn't. You main deck. Oh, you were saying Shadow's version? Uh, I, or yeah. I guess you're I thought Abzan wasn't very good, and I played Deep Fiends, and they were really good. Yeah. So I like. I mean, they're had, good against like other people's breakers, right? Well, I think they're just good in general. It's just a good card. Like in the format period, it's super difficult to interact with. A against five, the six at instant six speed toughness, yeah. that also just mana shorts you. So against every deck, it can time walk you, and it's also just. Do you ever go to four? Uh, what do you mean? Would you ever go to four? Not in ban. Just can't I cast think, it, or uh, you can't have like twenty six lands, right? I have twenty six lands, but I mean, you also need to make sure you're building your deck properly. So you don't it. miss Coco's. Did cool. you play? Did you play Dramokus Command? I played one Dramokus Command and one Declaration Stone. And then the only and other spell was Collected Company? And one Ojitai's Command. So I was 26 lands with four, with... With four Cocos and then three non Do you ever side up to things? four Ojitai's Command against... Oh, you can't. Your deck had 14 different sideboard cards, right? I My deck had 14 <laughs> different sideboard cards. The only two of was... Clash, Clash of, of Wills, Wills, right? And Look at how I know his deck was yeah. up the top like of my it. head. It's like you read it. The only reason there was two Clash of Wills was because I couldn't find a learn from the past. <laughs> so, but you, so you just wanted to have like a, de a sideboard that wouldn't disrupt your main deck by bad sideboarding. Or? Yeah. So uh, that's an important thing. Yeah, I wanted to make sure that there were always spells I could board out for spells and creatures I could board out for creatures, uh, and then I could cheat sometimes. So. Oh. If I felt like I needed to board in a few more extra instants, I could shave like two creatures. What you say? Yeah, but uh, Kobo can do that. You with uh, actual collected company, you see six cards. Like you, it's okay to shave a certain amount of creatures because you're seeing so many cards with Dust Watch Recruiter, with Tracker, with actual collected company. Hey, what's up? Hello. Um, yeah, I know that one was that was, a, that was a good example of Waverly and Gay. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just stand here. <laughs> it, just enjoy the weather. Jake Van Luna was just like, he's like, oh my god, why would you ever go to any other place in the city? I don't know. It is where this is just where you should stand. I don't know. Other yeah. places can sometimes smell like fish. <laughs> uh, no, there's you. garbage water on the corners. <laughs> why is he being so Actual negative? Garbage on the corners. Being you gotta be so negative. Take the good with the bad, right? All I'm saying is that nobody can see the pile of trash that's on the corner of Waverly. Yeah. Nobody saw the guy. It's not. Peeing, it's really. not perfect. <laughs> Whatever. So you saw. I a definitely guy saw penis today. <laughs> that wasn't my own. So you know. I uh, mean, same. You take the good with the bad. That's New York City. Uh, but I like shaving things with Coco anyway. I played Coco last uh, season, and you know, you cut a reflector mage here. You you cut a reflector mage is the dumbest card in standard. True uh, or false? It's a problem. Number one dumbest card. It's reflector mage. An issue. I mean, when people are. Reflector maging 
and Merkel, and they're just fine with it. You're like, eh, all right, reflector mage. Take, like, take an, you know there's a problem turns. going on. <laughs> oh, man, that card is so good. What were they thinking? I bet they weren't thinking. There's probably an article about this, right? There like, was. I, I think oh. uh, somebody, when they mentioned making it, there was like, yeah, this is a really good draft uncommon. And that It wasn't obvious to me how good it was going to be, and then it just ended up being I, the dumbest card. I did not think it would be that good, but it is. It is that good. Coco's interesting because it reflects your mage and spell. Do you feel I mean, like it's yeah. the whole birthing pot argument, right? It's yeah. Like, it's really hard. If you see that there's a problem, it's really hard to develop uh, cards. Yeah, Coco exasperates the situation, fall, right? They fall into the problem. So, Matt, you went seven and one in standard with with uh, with Van. Yes. So this uh, is the kind of thing I would never. First of all, you're usually like a pretty roguish player, right? You're, you're always you're like the guy who has like Mardu. Ascendancy in his deck. That's that's how I think of you. Seven one. There is a bit of an asterisk. Uh, I played Christian the Calculator Calcano in the last round, and we went to time. And he scooped him in. Uh, so, so you still did it's well. Seven one yeah. asterisk. Yes. Like I, I mean, I just saw people like playing on Twitter this weekend, like that they didn't win their RPTQ because they had so many, they had so many Bant Coco mirrors. And I mean, my reaction to that is like, yeah. don't play Bant Coco then if you're just going to complain about the mirror match. It's like the most popular deck in standard. Yeah, you have two options. You can uh, grind out the mirror match till you become a master, or you can aim for it. But it, it's awesome in one respect that if there is one quote unquote deck that you have a target. You know what's, what to expect. Well, say, if we're playing modern, for example, like I would be so happy mm -hmm. if I played against if I played burn mirrors every single round in modern or legacy. I would just win yeah. every tournament. I just think it's like, you know, I, I I played against burn three times in the every in, tournament. I, I think I would win a way more than I, I currently win. I'm very good at burn mirrors historically. I just want to see how hyperbolic you're being. Okay, I obviously <laughs> wouldn't win every tournament. Sometimes, if I'm playing against only burn, my opponent will be Patrick Sullivan, okay. who's probably better at burn than I am. Yeah. So uh, he probably has an even higher lifetime bur uh, burn mirrors average than I do. I have a very very good burn mirrors well, average. Well, I mean, hold on. And Saying like, one person has a, a very high burn mirror average when the deck they play almost exclusively is burn. Yeah is I'm not, not really saying I actually practiced burn mirrors for a long time. But but my point being is yeah. that like people think about mirror matches as, as just like completely random. No. But when I specialized no. in hatred, which was like 17 years ago, I never lost a single yeah. tournament match where both of us were playing hatred. And people are like, it's so high variance. I'm like, it's high variance if you don't know how to play. Yeah, if you don't right? see like, the patterns, if you don't understand like, where you are in each uh, like match. If you don't know which creatures to block and which creatures to let in, and like sometimes they have the combo, yeah. but most of the time they don't, they're also worried about you having the combo, right? Yeah. Like the complexity of the mirror is like expounded by the complexity of the deck. Like, in, in a Bancoco mirror, it's like you're kind of just staring at each other oh, that's until you can try to figure out uh, like good ways to develop card advantage, good ways to develop the board, like randomly chipping in away with flyers. That's like oh, that's a really good yeah, point. So like, if you think about even just these three mirrors that we mentioned just now, like hatred's pretty straightforward if you know the patterns, right? Yeah. Like there are only two or three things that can happen. Burn, actually, there's multiple axes, like because there's different sideboard lines you can take, yeah. and also which lands you break when matters a ton. Because basically, one guy gets to draw cards if, if uh, the other guy doesn't know how to yeah. manage lands. And you definitely have to identify in the burn matchup uh, who's the control and who is the aggro deck, 
because... Well, I never want to be aggro if I can help it. Exactly, because your creature's pretty poopy against Searing Blaze, right? And you spent mana on something that probably didn't do anything. That's interesting. I played against somebody who just... He, he tried to do this thing where he sided out a bunch of guys because he's like, I read you to put in all your Searings. I'm like, put on all my mm -hmm. Searings. So I took out all my guys. I'm like, you didn't take out all your guys because I still got you with Searings. He's like, that's true. I'm like, you can't take out enough guys on my Searings yeah. are bad, so you shouldn't try it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, so but you have to see how the hands. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't like I just have more searings than you have guys, right? Same thing. He's like, and then but I like I just never played any of my. I just held my guys. I'm like, it's obvious you're holding searings there, yeah. right? Like you can just modify how you play in the game, and but, then you can play your haste creatures when yeah. you tap out. You know, get damage that way. But then the Coco is like. Pretty sure your lands are complex, which creatures you play in what order is complex. You also I have to identify if they're trying to beat down or if they're on the Monococo or if they want to play like Tempo Wee with Reflective Mage and Spell Quellers. Like you have to identify the different axes that that not only that you have but your opponent has. Aren't some guys just way better than other guys, right? Like I feel like Spell Players? No, no, in, in the Coco matchup. Yeah. Like I figure like Reflector Mage, Duskwatch Recruiter, Spell Queller, and the Elder Deep Fiend, which you have, must be like all the superstars, right? Those are no. So it goes. Advocate's pretty good. Uh, I, Duskwatch I, Recruiter is okay later. The problem is, like, I feel like you can get that, especially if you draw multiple most, advocates. The but most like, important creature not that good later is Tireless Tracker, I think, because yeah. it has the highest ceiling. Like it has. Ooh, I'm not sure if I agree there. I mean, it's the only creature in the deck, I think, that can actually break through. Waverly and Gay. Yeah. yeah I'm facing the wrong direction. <laughs> um, I think the best guy changes depending on uh, how the cards are lining up. Sometimes if, if you have, like, if you go turn two advocate, turn three reflector mage, that spellcrawler is going to be insane, you know? But um, if you don't have that aggro start, then you have to you have to play but so much you, differently. you go, like, second turn on your own play, and you're, like, second or Duskwatch recruit with third land attack. Uh -huh. Like, you're just in this insane position, right? There's like... A yeah, 3-3 three, three is much bigger than all the 2-3s. Actually, in the mirror, I think it was, I chose not to play a Dusk Watch on turn 2 because I wanted my third land to come into play on tap for Reflector if they had a 2-drop. Uh -huh. Because that essentially is the same thing. And then he, I played an Elder Deep Fiend and yeah. he died. So what, car, what creature do you like to sacrifice? Whatever creature you've got? Uh, it, <laughs> it honestly doesn't matter. It's just like... The opportunity to cost an Elder Deep Fiend is so high that if you can stick it in the mirror and they can't answer it or try to put something in the table to to just like try and race you at some point in the game, then they're just gonna lose. I, Did you have Subjugator Angel? No. It's just Elder Deep Fiend is just much better. I had Elder Deep Fiend and I had two Deep Fiends and I had one Bounding Crisis in the main and one on the sideboard for Emerkel decks. Emrakul, EOT, tap your Damn. guy. I only lose like one guy to Ishina instead of like ten. Yeah. Uh, I feel like at some point Emrakul had the could block up to twelve creatures text, but then they got rid of it. <laughs> yeah. I'm like all those tentacles. I, I feel like that's I feel like that's it's flavorful, right? That it is huge. Super, it's super may flavorful. Block, it's probably like may block any number of creatures. Yeah. No, I mean, it, ha it has to be twelve. Yeah. It's a 13, 13 for thirteen. It blocks up to twelve creatures. Yeah, if you look at that art, it's it, it's on top of a city, not like in it, not chilling around. But then they were like, Ugh. yeah, I don't think we want our mind slaver to also completely wrath of God. I think that Emrakul's stupid, like because they get the extra turn. Yeah. Like I feel like if you're putting in this much effort, you should just annihilate them. And it's yeah. depressing to me every time I cast Emrakul and I don't win because I look at their hand and then I was like, oh, well, I'm gonna take a turn that's like pretty destructive to them. And they're just gonna trump me with cards that I can't get out of their hand. Like, yeah. and it's super dumb. Like. You you jump through a lot of hoops to, yeah, to get, get there. Like there. I feel like you should get paid off. 
maybe. Um, but I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure if that was the case, if it was if Emrakul was actual mind slaver, uh, modern would be very different. It'd be like Emrakul, uh, the Gathering, because you just you just nice. read of Emrakul the Gathering at the Pro Tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. Mean, at the Pro Tour, I think now it is a little bit off of Emrakul the Gathering. So, did you play against the Crush deck at all? No, I played against in standard. I played. Uh, I played against two mirrors. Uh, one blue red alchemist deck, one mono blue prison deck, two black mono blue decks. prison. Yeah. The brain in the jar deck? No, the it's just engulf the shores and thing in the ice or thing in the ice out of the board. But it's just like uh, the it's the part the water rail deck. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I lost game one. You guys can't see me shaking my head. <laughs> in game in game two though. It was I once lost to that deck in a tournament. I wasn't happy. <laughs> I was just like, I just, I can't, I just can't fathom this. This yeah. is, tech is so bad. Yeah. So the it's slow deck. and not powerful. That's, that's <laughs> I mean, they bounce with you guys all the time, right? But I, mean, I, I just like for sake of argument, like, how, how could you ever play that deck if you had seen the crush deck, right? Yeah. The crush deck is just the same deck. With a different insane endgame that's also twice as fast and twice as consistent. Like, 8-8s are pretty powerful. No, but just like... This is Pilgrimage. Casting this is Pilgrimage and then casting Part the Water Veil is yeah. so much better than casting like a ninth turn <laughs> Part the Water Veil. <laughs> it might get countered. <laughs> just Hope for the best. <laughs> anyway, you, you were saying... Yeah, okay. So I was just going on tilt because somebody yeah, played I know, it. you really don't like the Mono Blue Prison deck. It's just it's not good at all. In like, Michael J's opinion, it is not good at all. Mono Blue Prison players don't be deterred by Michael J's opinions. <laughs> did he, did he, he didn't even have brain in the jar? He did not have brain in the jar. I'm sorry. Unfortunate. So, yeah, I take inventory. I, I, I like this that guy one. who just kept taking up his brain in the jar and just never fired. <laughs> his, his cards what, just, he, what is he doing there? It's just always the wrong casting cost. <laughs> Maybe he just really liked Ice Crown Scepter and Extended. Well, okay, Maybe what else did he play? Okay, so two mirrors. Two mirrors. Thermo Alchemist. I think one Thermo Alchemist. But you beat the brain in the jar guy, right? Yes. You decided it was your counter It was spells? Sand's brain in the jar. Okay. So, but you decided it. Oh, we have like three counter spells in your sideboard, something like this. I had three counters on my board. I also had a display of dominance and a Felidar Cub and a Noose Constrictor. This place seems interesting. Wait, wait Felidar Cub for, oh, for the Jace's thing? For the Jace's Sanctum. I mean, I'm boarding. I can't believe you're spending <laughs> an actual creature card to kill the Jace's Sanctum, I mean, but okay. I mean, Spirit wasn't going to do anything anyway. Because they have no way to actually interact with the creatures yes. other than bouncing all of these guys that so, have 187 abilities. And I boarded in my other bounding traces. Because... You left in Reflector Mage, so he actually has text after sideboarding. Uh, yeah, so I boarded out, I think, one or two of my Reflector Mages initially. But then after seeing that he had Thing in the Ices, yeah. I boarded one back in. And I in game two, I actually got him really badly with uh, Bounding Crisis because he had Thing in the Ice in play. So if he ever... You go up to two drums. <laughs> if he ever flips up Thing in the Ice... You return the Crisis and the then Krasis you tap it down? The Crisis comes back and then I tap down oh, the man. Thing in the Ice again. And if he ever wants to engulf, he loses his 7-8 and I get the Bounding Crisis back for if he tries to go off with Thing in the Ice again. Oh, so Bounding Crisis is actually just the best card ever against him because... They don't have hexproof on their lands. They're not no. like you. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so you just tap down their stupid land? Yeah. Damn. This could, is so bad. Like, I, like You could tell when he had the engulf in his hand, he was just not really happy But you could just it. side it. Like, the thing is, I can just imagine you just side in, like, three. You, don't, you didn't have the, uh, you didn't have the, uh, the, the scour counterspell, right? The one that's just, like, counters for one and then just, like, 
exterminates all of their spells. Uh, I was close to playing that one, but you can't actually hit Delirium, so there's no point in playing it. Sort of develop? Is that the one? Yeah, but it's. But I mean, like, what if you took all of their part of the water bales? They'd be very sad. <laughs> they can't win. <laughs> I mean, they, they can't it's win impossible. Now. It's impossible yeah. to take all the part of the wall, water bales. Because you cannot establish Delirium. I. Okay, do you or do you not have the following cards in your deck? Felidar Cup. <laughs> Check. Evolving Wilds. Check. Collect a company. Uh, you know, that's the easy one. Yeah. Check. <laughs> I'm stretching here. There's uh, how many sorceries? All the declaration and stones that I've ordered for that target. matchup. <laughs> you get your own guy. Seems a little rough. All those planeswalkers that I had in my sideboard. All that, that one Gideon. You really can't even do it at all. Uh, post board not in that matchup. Wow. All right. I don't bring in Gideon and I don't bring in Declaration, so it's impossible. That's why I didn't play it. It's still a one cast Counter counterspell. Yes. That's sweet. Okay, Sorceries. back to what I played. Okay. <laughs> it was two Collected Company Mirrors, uh, two Black Green Delirium decks, uh, one like red, black Kalidus removal deck. Uh, that's the, that's Ooh. what I like. Uh, Did one, you destroy him with Collected Company? Uh, I did beat him. I can't remember what I destroyed him with, though. I feel like if you just sit back and collect a company, you're in advantage. One thermoalchemist. If you try deck. to play fair, he'll destroy you. One prison deck, and <laughs> yeah. I can't remember what the last deck I played against. What did Calcano play? Calcano yeah. was, was one of my mirrors, and Steve Rubin was one of the black ring decks. Who who were your who was your one loss? Steve Rubin. Uh, in game one, I felt like I couldn't play around a languish, and he had it. And in game two, I just flooded out, and he emerald me eventually, and he got to see all the lands I had <laughs> to try and kill. Congratulations! <laughs> sounds sounds like kind of a little salty to me. Uh, maybe it might have been two. It might have been two blue red alchemist decks. So you so you think that the only decks that you can play are blue red alchemist, black green delirium, and bank company. Yes, I think that the emerge decks are very easy to play around. I think all you have to do is interact with their turn three play, and they can't make their turn four play. It ends up being something that's not super impactful, and something that doesn't add a ton to the board, unless it's like the Nissus Pilgrimage versions, but at that point, like, you're still beating down with whatever other game plan you had. You don't like the Crush deck? Uh, I've only... I Two think, Crush decks went seven one, that's the reason why I... I think I the Crush it. deck has slightly more game based on the fact that Crush itself is, like, very cheap and burning away the first one doesn't really... is fine, because you have four more and you have Den Protectors and you just have... you can just have the loop going. Yeah. I think that, like, I think the fact that the Crush deck now has the Time Walk... whatever, the Time Walk part the water Awaken thing part the water is, like, a so powerful... because it gives them, like, a real thing to do. So the problem before is I think the Crush deck would go into the Crush loop and they actually don't win because like the crush loop isn't that good against emerge creatures for example yeah. or like a deck like band company which has like a ton of like collected companies and instant speed creatures yeah. and you're just like alright you crush me and yeah. a turn put seven power in play right well, like I think <laughs> he's fine the original version that uh, Cody Lingelbach was playing he also could close out the game with an Ulamog I don't know if he had the Emrakul though Ulamog is something that's a little and is it ambitious? Like, like, no, if you have like one copy. If you're, yeah. No, if you're it's a cast. If yeah, you're a Nissus Pilgrimage deck, I don't think that. But you have to find the copy, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, that takes time. I have like two oaths in my deck, right? Like, because there's not that many creatures anymore. Well, he was oathing. Well, he was oathing. Oh, his protected. deck used to have so many creatures, right? He yeah. had like bounding presses in his deck. No, he did. He did. 
this was the deck from Portland? The first, I don't know, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong guy. The first guy playing Blue Green Crush had definitely had Bounding Crestus, and he, and he had the 2 4 guy that gives hexproof. Uh, I'm talking about oh, the, the Flash Old Drazi guy. Yeah. The list that came in ninth at Portland. All right. I was thinking about the guy who played in Baltimore. Because Osa played against him and he got destroyed. I'm just like, I can't even <laughs> imagine oh, Green White beating this stack, right? Like, green I, White? Yeah. Osa the won with Green White, yeah? Uh, oh, that's right. Like, oh, what do you do, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. if you're playing, it's like, I have a hundred creatures in play, yeah. I draw a hundred cards with Nyssa, I have a, you know, a hundred power in play, like, interesting. Pick it all up. <laughs> Try again. Like, do you have, like, three more turns to put that together before my 8-8 kills you? Because if you do, I can do this every turn for the rest of the game while drawing extra cards. Yeah, it seems, it seems You tell me. How is this one going to go? I like it. I'm definitely a fan of uh, the Blue-Red Alchemist deck in Standard, though. Um, I, I like your matchups in general. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, Did you, so, what, what's your main deck? Is the card Thermal Alchemist good? What? So yes. What? Is that a good card? You've uh, offended him. The I... card, the card is a little excellent. It does a very good Sylvan Advocate uh, impression, and that you can get damage in, and also block. It, it, it effectively has vigilance and unblockability, right? And sometimes Armable. it does a hundred damage. <laughs> and sometimes your opponent just is, is is really sad that you cast a couple spells and they're actually just dead. You're dead. So, um, the thing that I was surprised. So, Collective Defiance is obviously like one of your excellent. Big spells. But, so I'm surprised people don't play like any exquisite firecraft nowadays. Um, people, I, I've seen people play it in certain lists, but the thing about that is you have enough three mana spells, specifically sorceries, that it, it kind of gets gutted in your hand. You're, you're just stuck with, it's kind of like Burn in Modern where if you draw all these two drops, you, you can't win. You didn't play any of the big creatures. You didn't have like Golden uh, Castigator or uh, Goblin no, uh, I thought I think those cards are kind of poopy, and I don't think you want to play that game uh, against most of the decks that you'll see. But man, this is a little different in the main in that I mained uh, two Bedlam Revelers um, instead of having these instants like Unsubstantiate and Dispel. I don't like the counter spells in the main because we have too many sorceries, and they all cost uh, three mana. So like, when are you gonna hold up counterspell mana? I don't know. You're Never. the one who did it. Yeah. So, so, so to answer my own question, you're not. You're not. I feel so, like you should just cast fevered visions, and then if your opponent can't deal with it, they always die to the fevered visions. They do. I feel like they that's do. pretty much what happens. Uh, fevered visions was a little more than excellent. The cards. Uh, so the revelers were good in the main. I was super happy with them. Um, I, I was super happy with my main board. A lot of it was theory crafting, so I was kind of worried. So you about just never played aside. your deck before the tournament. I. I I've played mountains enough that I have an idea of what's I going on. I literally never played the Naya deck before the PPCQ. Like oh, not yeah. even, I didn't even <laughs> shuffle up and deal out a, a, a practice hand. <laughs> I like it. Uh, I was worried about my sideboard. My sideboard is a little cute. Um, but I sided in all my cards except so for the So what was your sideboard? Uh, it was three Oath of Chandra, two Jace, uh, the Unraveler, the Big Jace, two Chandra Flamecaller, two Days Undoing, two Negate, two the Spell, one Lightning Axe, and one Summary Dismissal. Wait, so... The, it's, this is actually an important point. Oath of Chandra is actually sweet, right? Because it, it defends your very important enchantment from... Connecting the yeah, dots. From, uh, so it's good in two ways. Dramogus Command. Dramogus Command sucks against... It doesn't suck. It is excellent against us. So it in sucks multiple ways, right? It counters burn spells. Yep. Uh, but it, it doesn't... Make an advocate big enough to fight a Thermo Alchemist. Yep. But it doesn't uh, counter triggered abilities from enchantments. Guess what is an enchantment with a triggered ability? Oath of Chandra. 
So I get to kill your Sylvan Advocate despite you having Jamal Command in your hand. What? Can't they grow it? So yeah, they it has can. an additional toughness? Right. No, stop. Okay. <laughs> stop. Uh, they, they won't do, do that, things. that's not a thing. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, They'll just... But they can't... Pre- so they can't prevent the damage, um, but they can grow their creature, but the, their other modes are kind of poopy anyway. Against I, the sh- oh, I the feel like I never want my opponent to have that card if I'm playing Burn. Jermokas Command? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's poopy. But I like the Planeswalker package against uh, Bant. Like, you just you become this control deck, you try and car- out uh, card advantage them, and you save your instances for spell color. So, that's in- interesting. You could just play a bunch of different decks after sideboarding, right? I feel like mm-hmm. I feel like I might want to play, like, like, depending on my opponent, just, like, side in, like all the Rattle Chains and Gold Knight Castigator and just become the aggro deck after sideboarding. Against who? Against anyone who doesn't have Liliana. Mm -hmm. Like, they go to their sideboards, they sideboard against the Thermo Alchemist version. Yeah. And then you're just like, actually, we're dashing in the sky this game. And then you're like, what? And then you're just incendiary flowing their face. Uh, But my thing about Gold Knight Castigator is that it's good in matchups that you're already favored anyway. But it's spectacular against their sideboard if they sideboard against the wrong things. Uh, like, they're gonna have, uh, removal anyway, so... Hey, what's up, fellas? What's up? Happy birthday. Thank you, sir. Sorry, buddy. Uh, I just finished my drink. Take care. Um... Because people have powerful cards against you sometimes. What you have in mind? I don't know, cards that are, like, good against you instead of cards that are terrible against you. Like, 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 people like Ferrando had one copy of, uh of Jermogus Command in his main deck, right? Uh-huh. People used to always play four. Like, that's a card you don't want to see. It's good yeah, against you in good. multiple ways, and it's a commonly played card, right? Another card that would be good against you might be, um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, uh, Thought Knots here, right? It's too big to burn based yeah. on the cards that you have in your deck, right? Mm-hmm. And it actually takes away key cards, right? Especially if they're on the play. Uh, it is, four, four is a pretty important number against us. But I and don't, you don't have, and he's big enough to fight all your guys, right? And win. Uh, yeah, because it takes, it, like you said, it takes a card away, um, and four toughness is huge. Don't I think the, I have six cards that kill it, right? Uh, four collective defiance and two lightning axes in the main. And also, like, what about people who just want to go like, either dispel type disruption or duress type disruption? Just like take your assets away, especially if they can somehow stop fever visions, which is your main source of card advantage. Like, if in any of these situations, just being able to rip a Gold Knight Castigator, like, at Deuce is a, among the best things that you can do, because anyone who's optimized to play a game in, in one of these directions mm-hmm. is going to be hard-pressed to race a resolved Gold Knight Castigator. They're not, they're not going to have, like, their Ruinous Paths if they have that card. It's not in their deck right now, right? I, I respectfully disagree, because they, most of my opponents probably know that I have Thermo Alchemist, and I have uh, Storm Chaser, right? And they might have seen the two days that I have main. So they definitely keep in some amount of removal. No, no, not just removal, right? Like, imagine your opponent could have, whether he starts it or not, uh-huh. could have ultimate price, right? Yeah. Do you think ultimate price is a high priority card to play against Thermo Alchemist, uh, Storm Chaser Mage, and Wandering Fumeral? I think more likely than not, it's not in my deck, right? right. Even though it can hit Thermo Alchemist. Yeah. It doesn't hit the other two. And Thermo Alchemist isn't really a threat in the, the kind of sense that I want to fight with the... Uh, with ultimate price, it's like a it's like a terrible axis for me to fight it. I mean, right? anybody that has the ability to play ultimate price in standard right now either has only like one copy in their main, or maybe one more on their board. Yeah, it's, it's just, not a, it's not good enough because 
it doesn't interact with any so man lands, it's, and it yeah. can't kill important three drops it's in spell quality. It's not a popular main deck card. Yeah. It's certainly a card that people could have after sideboarding, right? Sure. And yeah. in large numbers. Yeah. Right? I they mean, could. The draw is the fact that it costs two. Yeah. And it only costs one it. black, right? Yeah. Like, so imagine you're playing against white-black control, right? So white-black control, that's an interesting matchup. Like, I feel like depending on what your draw is main deck and how many uh, uh, undoings, what's the name of it? Anguished Unmakings they yeah. have? Like, you could be a dramatic favorite, right? But if they draw the right combination of cards, especially if they're on the play, like, you might just lose to Soren or something, right? You don't know. Or Gisela. Uh, I, I, I'm, the only cards I'm worried about really are Gideon and uh, Gisela. Gideon is an actual problem. <laughs> but the rest of their deck doesn't do anything. They just yeah, they they stare can, at me. But they could just, like, draw a bunch of their discard spells, like, all two. Right? Yeah, <laughs> but so, so here's the thing about that. Like, they rip apart my hand, but they're also not winning the game, right? So then I can take my time. And but if, if I they go, like, Disruption, Disruption, Gideon, that's tough. It is a problem. I don't disagree even a little bit. How much of a problem is Gideon, Miles? Like, in an amount of time for a judge call... Ooh, that was an issue. Uh, I learned the hard way that if Gideon ticks up, becomes a creature, um, and you try to deal damage to your opponent to redirect it to Gideon at the end of the turn, it prevents the damage. Gideon specifically says it prevents damage. Yep. So, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. I can't even think of a better card in Standard if I were worried about Gideon than Gold Knight Castigator. Like in your colors, colors right? Yeah. It is the best card I can think of. But Planeswalkers aren't a problem, really. Like, they, no, they this one for, is, though, right? Well, it asks me to two-for-one myself. There aren't a lot of decks that are actually playing it or willing to play it, though. So. Gideon yeah. or yeah. Gold Knight Cast? I'm just saying, Gideon. I think there's a bunch of different axes you can play. Like another axis you can play is, like, you could become, like, a blue-red thing in the ice control deck after Cyborg if you wanted to. One thing I was very impressed while looking, uh, researching for uh, the Envy is that I was surprised at how deep the sideboard cards are for blue-red and how many different axes you can take. You are absolutely correct in that respect. But if you are reading the metagame for, to be almost exclusively banned, um, then eh, when is yeah, it really yeah, two one flyers cascaders not good against banned. No, uh, definitely not impressed. And you have to save your sideboard slots for things that are important. So black white is a very good matchup for us. I don't particularly care to sideboard to, to dedicate very specific cards. Not a GD them. thing. Uh, name another deck other than banned. Green white. All right, green-white, don't particularly care to interact with them either, you know? Because also nobody really plays it anymore. Also that. Uh, against the Emerge decks, I think we're mostly favored. The only things I don't want to see as the Blue-Red Alchemist deck are uh, Selfless Spirit, Spell Queller. Selfless Spirit's like a big problem. Ooh. Uh, let me finish my list and then okay. we'll go back to that. Selfless Spirit, um, Spell Queller. <sighs> What's that other stupid card? Dramogus Command, obviously. And uh, news constrictor. You're just naming just a, literally just naming bank cards. Okay. But we'll, we'll get also get to that too. News and news constrictor. News constrictor is a really important point. You were saying this before we started you recording. You never yeah. had to play against Call the Bloodline, right? News constrictor is unbelievable. <laughs> right. So yeah, news constrictor is good. Call the Bloodline seems interesting. I don't want to talk about that card anymore. Wait. So <laughs> a couple of news constrictor uh -huh. A obviously blocks Storm Chaser Mage, right? So blocks Storm Chaser Mage. It can get bigger than uh, Thermo Alchemist, right? And then uh, my burn spells, they can interact with it for free because they want to discard their hand anyway. And you can't damage them with Fever Visions. That's the other thing, right? They can always discard down. Fever Vision is bad against them. Like, it's just stone horrible. I played against Andrew Jessup, who was on Sultai Graveyard stuff. Yeah. Was, uh, he was playing the Sultai Emerge Yeah, the Sultai Emerge deck. And game one, I played against, I played at Fever Visions again against him, and he eventually drew the zombie that comes back and makes a spirit that you discard two cards. Haunted. Haunted uh, dead, yeah. dead or something, another, or another. 
he never took damage off Fever Visions. It was really awkward. Um, I ended up winning that game, but I, I got kind of lucky against Andrew Jessup. Were uh, his first three lands all pain lands? Sounds he like he deserved it. Yeah, he had a lot of pain lands. Um, and I managed to draw my burn spells when I needed them. But, like, I don't want to see those Constrictor, and I don't want to see those, that half of the band deck. The other half, I'm fine. So tell me about Selfless Spirit. Why is it so good? Protect Spellcrawler. That's it? Spellcrawler is a problem. So, but the thing is, I would think that, look, if you just want to, you know, sequence your, your plays correctly, I feel like you could just remove the Spellcrawler when it's inopportune for the opponent. You don't always have that opportunity. Yeah, you don't always have that opportunity because we've run so many sorceries, which is why I cut the uh, counter spells. Like, you have... Do you have four impulses? Yeah, yeah, so that card's four, excellent. So you have four yeah. impulses and you only have, like, what, two lightning axes? Two lightning axes. Yeah, so you only has four, you only has about six things that cost one that can interact with instant speed, and then a fiery, fiery temper. temper is three plus due to the fact, yeah. of, unless you have the lightning axe, but you already have to have lightning yeah. so at that point. Good. You bring up lightning axe, this is something we were talking about before also. Uh, Miles was saying that, uh, what's the Black Elder Deep Fiend's name? Uh, Descended Mindbender is Blech. excellent against against the blue red deck. Blech. And I'm like, it only has five toughness. You can lightning axe it. He's like, what lightning axe? Yeah, it's make, gone. They, they discarded <laughs> it. Yeah, so like they can make you discard before it's in play. Yeah, yeah. nice cash trigger. And even if they let you keep it, it's now four cards. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. It is it is a problem. But I'm super happy with the blue red uh, deck against Bank Coco. How could I, you not be? Your results were great this weekend. Congratulations I, again. Thank you very much. Uh, I think I played OK Magic, and um, I, I got kind of lucky. I'd be a liar if I said I didn't get lucky. There was one match against... You'd be lucky to win an FNM, I think. Like, <laughs> that, that is true. Um, but I played against one Bant opponent named uh, Kurt, who is... He used to play a lot in the Northeast, and you probably you, if you saw him, you probably yeah. know him. Um, and he was playing Bant, and in, I think it was game three, uh, I had him down to two life, and I had... Oh, I drew, Kurt Spice. Yeah, Kurt Spice. And spice. So, Kurt Spice, yeah. Wasn't he like, weren't they called like the Spice Girls or whatever? That, that would be interesting no. as a name. So uh, anyway, he has me dead on board, and I draw a card for my turn. I needed a Burnt Bolt to kill him, and I didn't draw it, so I triggered my Fear of Visions, and he's like, all right, just slam it. So I think, and I'm like, all right, whatever, you know, let's make a show of this. So I take the top card, slam it, fiery temper, exactly what I needed. So I definitely got lucky in that respect. Uh, but as I was saying earlier, like, Bancoco, I'm pretty sure it's close to 50-50. And if anybody tells you different in any direction, I think they're just wrong. It's a similar in the, when I was, I was playing in the finals of the PPT I was playing, I was playing Burn Mirror, but he was playing a Bedlam Reveler-based deck. Uh-huh. And he's just like, He's just like has a way better draw than me in game one. Yeah. Goes off and then plays Bedlam Reveler. He just has all these cards in his hand. He's not triggering Bedlam Reveler, so it's only a three four. Uh-huh. I'm just drawing like mono infinite lands. Yeah. Right. And then he just goes off in his last turn. He just plays all creatures. Like they have haste, but he just held them for so long because just like <laughs> he just like he knew that I he knew from an earlier Gataxian probe that I had yeah. that I had searing right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just like all right, defend myself, leave myself on one, and then let's like. Rip to Boros Charm or whatever and kill them. Yeah. It's just like you just get lucky, right? Like if he just drew that spells, happens. right, instead of creatures, I wouldn't have been able to, you know, destroy yeah. him and said he would have destroyed me because he has prowess. Get him. That uh, guy was great for you, Bedlam Reveler? Uh in standard, yeah, he was he was excellent in standard. Uh he allowed me to be very proactive. He's huge, drawing cards. What turns you have uh, play him on average? Four. Really? Yep. Um what is it? Tormenting voice, lightning axe. You're also more proactive with your spells when you see that you have them in your hand. 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm willing to throw away some stuff because well, I. Well, you're not even throwing it away, right? No. Like that's just your you're, that's just yeah. your game plan. Well, yeah. the thing is, you're also going to throw them away because that's what it says. Yeah. yeah. You will have to get rid of. Well, actually, that guy's like super high ceiling because you have fiery temper, right? So if you draw him in mid to late game, I mean, he can go real, real. Yeah, collective defiance is like that too, you, where you can hold onto your bad cards, dump them, and then you're just like, I have a brand new hand. I mean, you also have to make sure you have red, 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 or red, red, red plus. It's probably not that. Hard, right? No. I mean, no. how many islands did you have in your deck? Uh, I played four islands. Just don't draw. So four islands yeah. and one sanitarium. And one, yeah. Was, was the sanitarium there? The sanitarium was very really good. good I wanted uh, to run a second one, uh, but now, it, now yeah. your deck is no. yeah. that's twice you as much variance, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but that that would have been too greedy. I had two in for a while and twenty five lands, but I didn't want to want the game to go that long. Um, but I think I think blue red is is a decent choice if you don't want to play Bangkoko anyway. Because you have some, draw they have some draws that you can't beat, but the. But if you're not blue red, you're just you're like Fernando, you're you're Dan Coco guy. Uh, I th I think that's gonna be mostly true, and. I came very close to not playing Dan Coco. Yeah. I just realized I couldn't win with anything else I wanted to play. <laughs> well, that that'll do it, right? Uh, John, what was your second choice? Uh, I really really wanted to play a blue green, emerge deck with Kozilek's return and all that stuff, but with Stitchwing Scabs. Oh, I remember Which one is Stitchwing Scab? It's uh, the four mana scab that you can return for two. It's for a three two one. Cards. It's a three one that comes in a play tab. And essentially you would try to fill up your graveyard with uh, the usual stuff and gather yeah. the pack, all that, all that crap. Yeah. And you would return Stitchwing on turn three and then emerge Deep Fiend on four. <laughs> but you also had the angle of you just have a bunch of 3-1 flyers in your deck that line up well against a bunch of creatures on the ground. And you also mm -hmm. have, like, new constrictors, and you could be, like, the old-school Blue-Green Madness decks. That's really what I wanted to do, because <laughs> I'd never played with those decks before, and they seemed really sweet. Well, now you could decide in Noose Constrictor against Miles, and it's yeah. going to be the very best. It's only one, but I'll probably draw it every single time. It's going to be the <laughs> best. I thought you were supposed to do it. Yeah. Maybe uh, going forward, Bankoku will... Start playing news constrictors. It just seems good in general. It gets over the three toughest. I think it's a hump. great card. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's hard for me to believe that that card was like the best creature in multiple formats for a long time, <laughs> and they replaced its like relevant ability with, with a better ability, yeah. and it's yeah. not like a standout. That's uh, yeah, it blocks all the spell colors, selfless spirits. Uh, you don't mind discarding one random card to stop all these things. Well, the thing is, it just creates a situation where oftentimes you just attack with it on like turn three. Whatever your opponent yeah. has no move. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? Block. Alright, I'm gonna yeah. trade. I'm gonna trade my evolving wilds for your three drop. I mean, like that's fair, balanced. <laughs> Seems like a good plan. I like it. Maybe, maybe Noose Constrictor Bedlam Reveler might be buddies. Well, that seems like they might be buddies. No. No. You don't want a fiery temper. I mean, I'm playing like a old creature. school red green stompy. Maybe. I'm playing a creature that requires me to have instants and sorceries with another creature. What if those are your guys? That's <laughs> My it? only two that's guys? Four, that's four. the squad. That's it? Squad. Just News Constrictor and Bedlam Rebel. Yeah, just squad right there. Just what do you want to do? What? what? Me else? News Constrictor, we've already established. I mean, yay! Yeah, yeah, yeah. What else? Crapple, what? Crapple with the past. What if you had, like. <gasps> Does it return this as a sorceries? No, but it is an Easter sorcery. What if you had, like. What if you had, like. What if you had, like, Mrs. Pilgrimage, right? So, get. All the spell mastery. All the spell mastery ever. No, so you're... much spell mastery. No, the you're wasting your brain space. It's on this. time to die. <laughs> I will get a third forest. <laughs> <laughs>
You just imagine that, like you're playing against like this sweet like red green burn aggro deck, and they've got three lands. And you're just there tapping it. You're like, oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna take a ton, or like they're gonna kill my discard all whatever. things. They're like, all right, it's gonna be so good. And they're like, get three forests. Ready <laughs> 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 to like discard like a spell to the new sister to get in for third yeah, damage. Yeah. Get three forests. <laughs> Seems like a pretty good. What, what, what's a, another fiery temper that requires an attack step? Sure. Yeah, this doesn't sound like a good deck. No. I can't believe no. you guys thought of it. It's, <laughs> it's terrible. Right under the bus. Are you cute for the RPTQ? I am. That's what I, I want a PPTQ. That's no, what I, but you want... This weekend, right? Not the... Oh, not no, no, not for... This weekend. You're not for... Not for Honolulu. I'm cute for I'm, I'm cute for a Dublin one, which is like in six months or something. Yeah, it's oh, in December. Okay. When, is the, when is the WMCQ? I want to make sure I remember. Okay, so who asked me? You asked me, like, oh, why didn't you go to the Invitational? I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot there was an event that was across the street. Unbelievable. Yeah, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm too confident in modern right now. Surely <laughs> wouldn't want to play a format that I understand. <laughs> just, just the minus values. Play a format for a week, you're very, you're very confident in it. I felt, I, honestly, I felt really good. Okay. I'm like, uh, I mean, I, look, there's a bazillion decks. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, you know. Modern's it's, great. It's, it's, it's very constricted in terms of time. There's a lot of variance, and I feel like I would, I would have, uh, performed better than I do on average in these kind of tournaments. That's, That's what I would have said. That's fair. Like, some, some formats, are just, like, the limited portion of the last Pro Tour I played in Milwaukee, mm -hmm. I just, you know, I went one and two, and I was just like, That's about right, you yeah. know? Like, Uh, so I use this uh, Envy to kind of practice for next week's RPTQ. And I think I'm just going to jam Blue Red Thermo Alchemist again. Maybe revisit the sideboard a little bit. They're modern. Oh, oh, no, standard. RPTQ. Yeah, the RPTQ yeah. Sta is standard for uh, yeah. this weekend. There's only one modern RPTQ, and that's the next one. Yeah. Which I'm excited for. Same 70. I'm playing same 75 in the WMCQ, provided sure? I remember. What if they come out with, like, a new red spell? A new burn spell? Yeah. <sighs> Please do. A new set will be out by then. Please do. Can they just can they just print like lightning bolt no. but at sorcery speed, please? No. And just just stop like bolt of lightning, sorcery. Incinerate at sorcery speed with no extra text is already good enough for multiple formats. I like you mean it. volcanic hammer? Yeah. That card, that card made the finals of an extended Pro Tour. <laughs> just remember that an extended Pro Tour. To be fair, Watch Wolf was also very good. <laughs> but you know, Watch Wolf, it's interesting, those things are kind of cyclical, right? Like, mm -hmm. Watch Wolf was like, when it came out, it was too good. Yeah. yeah. Then they then they went through multiple cycles where Watch Wolf would have been nowhere near good enough in standard. Well, right. then they printed Tarmogoyf. Now, well. Then they made Fleece Main Lion. Yeah, so there's Fleece Main Lion. Nobody played the sorcery version of Watch Wolf, right? That card is much better than Watch mm -hmm. Wolf. And it had, like, in in format interactions that would have made it great. It just wasn't good what enough. What do you mean sorcery? You mean Call Popular. of Centaur? No, um. Yeah, it, it's cool, right? Green, blue, sorcery, put a 3-3 three, three token into no, play. No, green, white, sorcery. Green, white, I'm sorry. Green, yeah, but there were the like... Centaur. It's called Call of the Centaur. No, it's not called Call of the Centaur. It's not. I'm thinking of Call of the Herd. Yeah. Maybe that's what... But it puts a centaur into play. Whatever it is, it's basically Watch Wolf, but better. Call of yeah. the Conclave. Right? Call of the Conclave, I think, right? So Unless there's that's that. the one that But now, populate. people are playing a 3-3 three, three for two that's nowhere near as good as Watch Wolf. Which and they're happy is. about it. Yeah. Lamhole Pacifist. But he can become a 4-4. Four four. Yeah, and sometimes he just doesn't attack for six <laughs> turns. You have to jump through hoops for that. Sometimes you've got like a bunch of 2-1s and you're like, <sighs> what is I doing with my life? That this is my Speaking of which, mm -hmm. 
So I was surprised at Brad's deck choice for standard. Can you guys talk to me about the Bant Humans deck? Why is that better or worse than regular Bant? Uh, or I, I, whatever you honestly play. Honestly, I have no idea. It seems like I, most of it's hard I haven't stick. actually... I think I the idea the is that out, your creatures so. can just get bigger, so you don't care about your opponent's uh, yeah. two threes, because your your three fours are just going to be better. Yeah, like, if you can push through two threes, then it doesn't really matter. But... Seems good against the mirror, you know? Like, Spell Queller's only so cute if all your creatures are huge on the ground before it happens. But I think, like, Ferrando's plan, or I think the traditional plan, is to beat the opponent, like, by biding your time and then nailing them with five drops, right? Isn't that, like, the... That's, but like, the you, way you go? Well, against the mirror? Look, what if I just go bide, 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 and then I was, like, block, and then just cast Archangel Avacyn, and then just splatter them in a fight? Like, is that not a real thing? Uh, it's definitely one line you can All take. my guys live? You have no reach? Right, like... But if your guys are huge, it doesn't really matter, right? Like your guys, are, uh, your guys are just gonna bounce off their guys, and they yeah, suck. You can win the, t the combat, right? You can. I think in this is a matchup where you mm -hmm. can just be at one, and one is the same as a lot of other life totals, right? Yeah. It's not like when you're playing a blue or thermal alchemist. One is basically dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. one against. So I'm one is a legitimate life total <laughs> against 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 the green decks. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, it might require a little bit of testing, but in theory, it seems fine against specifically the mirror because you guys are just going to be bigger. Uh, like, two mana three threes are a lot better than two mana two ones in theory, right? Is this better or worse than White Weenie? Mm. Uh, white Weenie is close to unplayable. Tom made top eight. <laughs> was Didn't he playing? He? Yeah. Playing 18 basic planes. How long ago was that, though? This week. This week? Really? Yeah. I, am I wrong? Did Tom not make top eight? He did. I don't remember what's in 18 basic planes. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I mean, I guess if not as many people are Kozilex returning, yeah. it's better. I feel like people Kozilex return plenty. <laughs> wait, is, is, wait, white is advantage against Bant, right? White weenie? Yeah. Uh, you yes. go turn with Savannah and they go to Sylvan Advocate. Things get pretty awkward very quickly. Yeah. It gets weird. But I mean, you play like three, it, two, like the ones, and then, then, then like they have... I don't, I guess there's like they have to have always they, watching. They have to be on the play. They have to have always watching or removals, and you have to be able to swarm them because as soon as you start reflector maging, things just really stop. Like if you go turn two guy, turn three reflector mage, like what are they doing? Are they gonna tag their savannah lines into your two threes? Sometimes. Like they might have to, obviously, to win, right? Like you're just not gonna win by keeping all these creatures on the board. But um, I feel like when my opponents are white winning, I always have like. No life total. Okay. <laughs> I feel like they always have the nuts. Yeah. Always have their turn, always watching. And even when I stabilize, they just do nothing but like rip a Griff Spoon and kill me off of the top. Griff Spoon is good. Uh, flipping Kytheon is good. Oh, I also have never defeated someone who flipped a. Yeah, I mean, White Winnie definitely has draws where you can't realistically beat them. Like, it is a hurdle and a half. Also, I think only Tom Ross can play that White Winnie deck. He's also a master. Uh, uh, Tom Ross is very he's a master. Didn't he just play the two decks he wanted to play? Except, wait, was he playing Dredger in fact this weekend? Dredge. Okay. Nice. He made top eight. Guy's yeah. invincible. He's pretty good. He's very, he's very I think good the only player. reason why I top eighted uh, the Envy is because I got to play Burn in two formats, and that just that just makes me happy. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. Get, I, I, I get to mountain people all the time. You're saying the if they're Moab, if this was the previous Invitational, he would have done horribly. Right. He yeah. could have played, like, blue-red... Rattle blue chains, red, blue red, same not yeah. thermal alchemist. Yeah, thermal alchemist is a beast. I'm gonna play with that guy for a very long time. For as long as they let you play it. Are you gonna play it yeah. in other formats? 
No, you have uh, Pyromancer. Where, where else is it going to go? Like, it doesn't go in modern, dice to everything, doesn't do anything when it comes into play. Do you have Monastery Swift Spear? You yeah. don't need that. I love Alchemist. You know, I think Monastery Swift Spear must be, like, the most deceptively underrated card of all time. It's so good! Because people know it's that it's good. Underrated. They're like, oh, it's good. No, because yeah. it's... People, like, all agree that it's very good. But if you look at the impact of that card across decks in, like, three different formats, yep. it has an ungodly win percentage in, like, Legacy. <laughs> yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah. What's your deck to gain infinite life? What's yeah. your deck to destroy all your permanents and kill you on turn three? Like, what is your deck to? Attack one, two, haste. <laughs> one, two, haste. Who wins? One, one two, two, haste. haste. <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> one, one, two, one, two, haste was accompanied by Ancestral Recall. Yeah, I'm just saying. For a while. <laughs> Taylor Swift Spear is just like, but they don't think it's like, it's good. They're like, oh yeah, everyone's good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's good. Yeah. They put it like in the same level. Like, That's about it's as, fine, right? It's about as good as, you know, a goblin guide, right? No, not according to its win percentage. Yeah. According to its win percentage in a bunch of different formats, it's about as good as an ancestral recall, right? Yeah, it, it, people just underrate uh, red cards um, in general, which is, you know, com- kind of comes back to my point earlier that nobody really talks about mountains. Nobody wants to elaborate on why certain cards are good. Like, Thermal Alchemist is such an excellent card. It is deceptively powerful. You know, I made the analogy earlier that it, it's just Sylvan Advocate, you know? Ping you, play a spell. Ping you again. Sylvan Advocate. Block. It's like, it just blocks everything, and it's just, it's such a, it just does everything, man. I love Thermal Alchemist. Um, it slowly takes down Planeswalkers. Oh, it's so versatile. Takes down somebody's face. It doesn't even die to a Liliana. It doesn't. Oh, it's too disgusting. It doesn't. You know? And if you have an idea that the... the you just play with the Liliana, just play with your food a little. <sighs> great. It is great. But uh, what I'm saying earlier is that or, is that it can... Um, Thermal Alchemist, it just kind of does everything in the format. And people should be uh, a lot more, maybe not vocal, but should be able to recognize powerful cards despite their color. Right? It's, it's the first time I've ever heard this. People just don't talk about mountains. Like I, I guess people sure. talk about green a disproportionate amount of the time. Well, it's green now because you know you have some advocate no, tracker. No, like and always that. though, okay. right? Like people are always just like, well, really if green? I played like, if I played these accelerators and these hate bears, yeah. right? Or like, oh, if I played this recursion strategy, mm-hmm. you know, like, and like, green never had an outsized win percentage except when there was elves, right? Yeah. That was like. The only time in its history, yeah. maybe maybe some kind of uh, of uh, primeval titan days, but for the most part, it was just like the fourth or fifth worst worst color <laughs> every worst single color time, right? Like yeah. people talk about it a lot, but red has just like always been there, like somewhere in the top three. Yeah, no one ever says a thing. One of the best decks, uh, even last standard season, you know, it won like the first week of uh, Star City Games, right? Like, well, uh, I think people talked about Bushwhackers a lot. Yeah, it was like a new thing. Which is exciting, but outside of that, just nobody wants to, wants, wants to talk about mountains. They don't think it's interesting, but it's quietly one of the better colors. I think uh, I'm going to go check if my face-to-face games <laughs> order's gone through yet, because I think nice I'm going to buy, go buy Thermo Alchemist if my order didn't go through yet. I don't own that car. I put in a big order. I put in a big enough order to get all the green-white deck and... Mm-hmm. Um, the green-white deck. Are you yeah, talking the about the green. angel one? Yeah, the angel deck. So I bought like Mythalis, Brunos like that. and Dizellas. That look, I, I, I have to you test that it? deck. It looks good. It, it's a it's green white tokens deck, but it has just way more creatures. It has like a Thalia's creatures instead of secure the waste. Uh, Abby. He has a Th- Thalia's yeah. Lancer's chain, uh, which includes Bruna, Gisela, and uh, Nissa. Do you have Nissa Constrictor? In the sideboard, I think. 
You, uh, yeah, you can have it. you can it. dolly his lancers for one of the pieces and bring it back. You can pitch it to Nisqual. Well, there's a lot of interesting mm-hmm. things you can do. Like, like you can dolly his lancers for Gyro Reach san- uh, Sanitarium. I then, know. like, discard... This is Legendary Permanent? Yeah. Yes. It says Legendary. Discard, oh. discard a Legend and ca- then cast Bruna. It's Captain Sister oh. without the Right, tab. so it's like it's fine. five. Yeah. Five, go get go get Gyro Reach Sanitarium. Mm-hmm. Six, play it, right? Like... Pitch just pitches just, just on untap and cast Bruno. Uh, that's yeah. just that's while blocking, right? Yeah, like I'm definitely gonna have to test that deck before the RPTQ. Um, even even if I don't, I choose not to play, it seems so powerful. And like you know, they didn't even have like all things. Green what? Why does it have green? Play Nissa to block. It has Nissa, right? The other Nissa, the G2 Nissa, as well uh, as the G2 yeah. one Nissa. All right, hit your land drops. And then it has like Dramogus commands. commands. I mean, this deck actually seems insane against blue red, right? Like, Bruna's a problem. Giselle is a problem. Noose Constrictor is a problem. Dramogus Command's a problem. Brazil. I don't want to talk about this anymore. And actually, anxiety. And every single. Uh, they also have four Gideons in case we're. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if, yeah. You're, I, so you're it's correct. like everything you hate about black, white, and collective company combined in the world. And it, they could just, their fair game is ridiculous, right? They're just like two for one, two for one, two for one, two for one. They could just chain two for ones every single turn if you're not killing them. Makes me sad. Like, I mean, they probably destroy black, You white, don't have right? to worry about anyone playing this stuff. It seems really good. It seems really good. I, I, it's definitely on my radar for things to test. Uh, grinding out the Bank Coco Mirror seems something I want to do just to get a better understanding of is that, the deck. Was, uh, this deck seems probably, it would be pretty good against Bank Coco too. It has like five. Gideon's games. a problem against Bankoko. Wait, they also have like multiple main deck uh, tragic arrogance. They have two. Main deck tragic arrogance is a different story. Yeah. Like, it seems fine. I mean, you can still time walk in with a deep king. Look, man, everybody's <laughs> everyone, got good cards. Everyone can get time walk. Every, every last soul has good cards, right? <laughs> I'm just saying they've got good cards that, that can interact with sure. you. Sure. I mean, everyone has good cards in their deck. Green not not that mono blue prison. <laughs> that not. Just stay away from it. He had the deck has the time walk, and I'm not sure what else is playable. Like it's it's just he had island four mana. He had like t- enchantment with no text. In his deck. Go. Go enchantment with no text. It's, it says Goblin Electromancer on it. Maybe <laughs> sometimes no immediate effects on the battlefield. Doesn't draw any cards. Do you, Go. Do you have a special Sorcery place? speed. <laughs> do you have a special place for this deck in your heart? I lost to it in a tournament once. Yeah, and I was just like, hates it. never again. I mean, it was just like so ridiculous. Yeah, like every deck you're going to have. They just ripped only have. lands in game three. <laughs> the fact that we were in game three yeah. is bad. Because the thing was, like, the worst was, like, he has, like, all these symmetrical effects, yeah. right? So then, like, it was obvious I was just ripping only lands. So he just didn't cast any of his symmetrical effects. It just effects, didn't matter. But I just kept ripping lands. He just did nothing for so long. And I was just like, oh, no. I'm going to uh, lose to this deck. What this can is I fine. do? This is fine. This is perfectly I'm reasonable. I'm surprised you hate this deck. I feel like you would actually like it. I like stupid decks. I don't like stupid decks that do nothing. And it does something at some point. <laughs> There's only so much nothing May- you can I mean, do. Like, I don't know. Have you ever played against green-white? If you just, yeah. like, give it a few turns, they'll kill you. I mean, you play against Kogo. Like, those guys have you on... The thing is, I super respect Kogo. They have you on the back foot from turn two, yeah. right? Sure. You either play at their pace or you lose. You have to respect that deck. These guys are just like, and... <laughs> thing in the ice, they'll never flip. Yeah. Thing in the ice out of the sideboard. 
Okay. There's a big difference. I don't well, like that card. Honestly, it's standard. Tap three for an unplayable card drawing card on my own turn. That's exactly what my opponent's have to like. Uh, <laughs> yeah. no. Five Easily. mana for an unplayable card. That is not what my opponent's have to play. Nine mana for an unplayable. Actually, that's a pretty good. Nine mana is pretty good. Like the, like the best was like like they were like all in on the zombie maker. Did he had the zombie maker in his deck or no? Rise of the Tides. I did not see a rise from the Tides. So like I lost this guy because like he was all in on that, and then I just like uh, Kozlex returned him, and I thought I was like so good. But he had a second one, and I was just like, Are you sure he had a second shoot. one, or he just in days of doing, and he drew it eventually? No, no, he had a second. Oh. Well, he that's well, you, doing you just hard. messed up. Well, how did I mess up? I would have died to the first one you if I didn't You should have been prepared for the second one. But I just didn't draw. I told you, I drew only land. <laughs> you still should have been prepared. Like, if I just drew at a regular pace, I would have been fine. This, all I'm hearing is... Excuses. This is your fault. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's I just kept drawing lands. All right. And I couldn't do anything about mm-hmm. it. Um, that's it. That's enough. We've been going for, like, an hour and a half. And now yeah. I, now it's just my complaining about losing the mono. <laughs> and Miles, so, I think, is doing the little kid pee dance. Great, great job good. with your 7-1 and standard, Ferrando. 7-1 asterisk. 7-1 calculations asterisk. <laughs> Calculator asterisk. Uh, great job anyway. E6 and 2 would have been pretty good. I mean, not good enough. But still wouldn't pretty have, good. You wouldn't have seen my deck list otherwise. Nope, nope. Yeah, exactly. But so still good. Count. Still good. I mean, I think we learned a lot about your Elder Deep Fiend slash 14 different kinds of sideboard card strategy, even though you, you, you didn't go the last mile. We got it, you know. I mean, I saw that part. For you, 11 inches was enough. Almost. Yeah. For, was it 15 one ofs or was it 14 one ofs? I don't know. I think it's awesome. To it talk was very, about very that. close. He could do whatever he wants. He's an yeah. adult. Uh, and All then right, Miles, okay. obviously, outstanding finish. Hopefully, this is the first of many. Else. So, you have RPTQ you. this weekend? Yeah, this weekend. I think you need to look at this green white deck. It seems pretty hot to me. I, I have to test it, but the, it, it looks. The crazy. thing is, people at least know about the Thermal Alchemist deck. Like, yeah. this deck, they could just be playing on the completely wrong axis. Yeah. And your cards are all two for ones. Like, yeah. get them, get them. Like any the thing that's what I love about playing all two for ones. Like if you just play your cards and I just play my cards and we play fair, you yeah. always lose by a mile. <laughs> like by a mile, right? You're just like yeah. turn eight goes by. And you're just like oh, I, look at I have like hand. ten times as much material as you. Yeah. How's it going? And you're just like well, <laughs> I traded one for one the whole game. I guess this is what happens when your cards all say draw one. <laughs> like, and then at some point you're like Brazella, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, it turns into a huge spaghetti monster that gains life. and Whatever, they you just bounce it with Chase. And then both pieces go back to their hand, and then every but turn. They recast it, right? Yeah. And then you bounce it again. Well, but then you're smashing them with Gideon. Like, the deck has multiple angles of attack, yeah. right? Like I'm, the, I'm definitely a fan, and I most certainly have to buckle down and test uh, with the deck. Because as soon as I saw it, I was like, Lancers ah. is so powerful. It's huge in this format. 4-4 four, four is four, a four, monster. 4-4 first strike. It's, it you, is a monster. You don't like Lancers? Dice of Grass with Darkness. It's, yep, yeah, but it got something insane along yeah. the way. It gets blocked by Sylvan Advocate. Eh, call. <laughs> this is Dramoka's <laughs> Command deck. They probably just got Brazella for you. But it's blocking with another Dramoka's Command deck. Maybe. Right. Maybe it just sits back on defense against there you go. whatever you've got. <laughs> that sounds slightly more correct. I know, how come people don't play Heretic Cathar? I think that card is probably insane. You mean Talia? Yeah, like, Boswell told me he thought that Talia into Serac was, like, the thing that people should be doing. Yeah, I definitely like, uh, like the most powerful Thalia thing. in general. Um, if I, I... I was kind of brewing with Mephirindo about the band deck, and some amount of, like, Traces, Thalias, Elder Deep Fiends, like, just just text your opponent, play at instant speed. But what if you're to, like, crushes. N- Noose Constrictor, Thalia, Serac? Like, you could just get formidable at any point. Yeah. And then, like... 
smash them and all their guys come into play tap, they can't block. Problem is, it's just you don't want to draw too many redundant copies of those cards. Like yeah, you'd but, rather but have the, if they're the always dead on you, turn five. Yeah. Like it's it's. But you'd rather have collected company be your redundancy rather than the actual did you, cards. Be did you play? Redundant. Did you play Tamio? No, I did not. It's too powerful, too it, good. I thought it was <laughs> too weak and very bad. It's probably worse the than opposite I, of what I thought. Honestly, yeah. I played maybe 10 games of the deck. So what you're saying is you could have had the invitational. 15 different sideboard cards <laughs> if there was Tamiyo. I, but I thought about what Tamiyo can do, and it doesn't do anything for me in the mirror. It only, I think, does anything against the Black Ring Delirium decks. It's good against Emrakul in general, I think. Uh, it's I good think, against a merge. I think it's fine against Emrakul. I mean, if they, if you have one in play against an Emrakul or you have it in their hand, they can. Just I mean, like, it's. I think it's great against it Green White. Yep. I don't think Green White is relevant just yet. Yeah. Yeah. We probably have another week until it is. Yeah, you have to. Or one more event. Like I think it's really difficult to test against something that's kind of an unknown quantity. So. Well. I'd rather be prepared for something that is actually. You did awesome. All I'm saying is, if you had Tamio, would have been 15 different cyber cards. <laughs> yeah. You would have gotten a second asterisk, which would have been next to <laughs> the trophy that you got for unlocking the achievement of 15 different sideboard cards. Well, I would have had that achievement if I found a learn from the past. Mm. But no one you had get, it. Nobody had it. You Not a single learned. dealer had it. But they didn't learn from the past. All right, that's it. On that note, pun goodbye. <laughs> See ya. Top 8 See Magic, Matt Miles Rodriguez. Bye, Pitchy!